Hello, friends. It's me, the president of Chickenlandia. Did you know that I have a new book that is now available for purchase? You heard that right. It's called Let's All Keep Chickens, The Down-to-Earth Guide to Natural Practices for Healthier Birds and a Happier World. It's now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, and more. For more information on how you can grab your copy, just click the link in the show notes. It's so exciting, I can barely handle it. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Chickenlandia's 100% friendly podcast, Bok Talk. This show will help you learn all about how backyard chicken keeping can be fun, entertaining, and stress-free. Here's your host, the president of Chickenlandia! Hello, friends! Welcome to Chickenlandia, and welcome to Bok Talk, your 100% friendly backyard chickens show. Thank you so much, guys, for being here with me today. We are going to talk about egg abnormalities in chickens, especially new layers. I know a lot of you have questions about that. Um, And I have a listener question that I'm going to bring into the conversation very soon. So we've got lots of information coming at you today. Um, I do want to let you know it is flooding here. We we have a situation here in Whatcom County. Um, <laughs> where I don't think my moderators, like my main moderator, the uh, Chickenlandia presidential advisor, uh, I don't think she has power. So she will probably not be joining us today. We might not have any moderators today. So you guys behave yourself. Uh, if you have a question at the end of the show, I will open up the chat for questions. So if you have a question, just hang on to it. Usually I would have you tag Kelsey, who's the uh, moderator. But since she's not going to be here, just uh, hang on to it and ask it towards the end of the podcast. I'll, I'll let you know when you can ask your questions. So, yeah, it's just been raining like crazy. That does not help my filming of my YouTube videos, but I am back at filming. So many of you saw there was a video last week. There will be a video this week. So I'm back at it doing what I love. It feels really good to be out there uh, filming some 100% friendly educational content for you guys. So I have two announcements today. First, as always, I want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by my favorite chicken. My favorite chicken is my favorite online place to get my feed, including scratch and peck feed, which is my favorite feed, Um, my chicken supplies, and then also like fun chicken stuff. Love that company, super down to earth people. I just love to support them and and they have supported me from the beginning. So uh, myfavoritechicken.com, you can find them. Um, I also want to remind you that I do have a course. It is called Backyard Chickens 101, a chicken course for everyone. And very soon there will be a Black Friday sale going on. So you will not want to miss that, especially if you've been on the fence about taking the course or if you want to gift the course to somebody for Christmas. It will be a great time to take advantage of that deal. But you need to go to my website, welcome to chickenlandia.com. Make sure you join my mailing list so that you get all the notifications and stuff. 
Uh, make sure you're following me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I used to be on TikTok, but I just gave up. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not cool enough. I'm not cool enough. And you see, I still have U-Haul boxes behind me. For those of you listening, <laughs> I've got U-Haul boxes behind me because uh, we're still moving and we'll probably be moving like for the next 10 years. <laughs> Um, like I said, I'm going to open up questions towards the end of the, of this recording. So just hang tight. If you have a question, if you want to submit a question, go to my website, you can join my mailing list, and then you can go to the contact section of the website and choose, ask a chicken question. And you can submit a question to Bok talk. If you would like your question to be considered for the show. All right. And I love to hear from everybody. I cannot get back to everybody because it's I just get so many. I get so many questions, especially lately. So at first I was trying to answer everybody and now I just realized I can't do it. So, you know, just know that I love to hear from you and I apologize if I don't get back to you. So I have been saying that I'm going to start out my podcast by telling a, a little chicken story And today I have kind of a story about me and a story about a a fan of Chickenlandia and how those two meet. So I had an interesting experience and I just want to tell you guys about it because sometimes I get fan mail or people will send me stuff. Like if you're watching right now, you'll see I have like a a fun picture of a chicken behind me. (laughs) Somebody sent me that. So awesome. But people will send me stuff to my Chickenlandia address, which, uh, you know, is in the show notes, I think, uh, and in the description. But um, I have, you know, Chickenlandia has a P.O. box and I'll sometimes get fan mail or I'll get gifts, but not that often. So I don't go that often. But recently I went and it was on this day that I was feeling kind of down because you know, sometimes just like all of us lately, it seems like all of us, I just get very down about the state of the world because it, we're living in a very difficult time. Um, and most of us are having difficulties and it doesn't matter what side you're on. I hate that there's sides during a time like this, but everybody is feeling it. Everybody's feeling isolated. Everybody is feeling the fact that, you know, many people are not getting along right now. And it's tough for somebody like me who like my main goal in life is to bring people together. That's like what I want to do. And on this particular day, I was like, you know, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing to make the world a better place? Like, you know, all I do is talk about chickens, (laughs) although I really feel like that's my calling. Sometimes I wonder, am I actually helping people? Well, the other day I, I went to go check the mail and I saw that I had received a letter from somebody in a correction center that is here in Washington state, which is where Chickenlandia is located. And uh, this gentleman's name was Larry and he had read an article that I wrote for Mother Earth News. And that was in the August, September issue of Mother Earth News. And I'll, I'll post information. If you want to read it, I'll post information about it in the show notes and in the description. So in the article, I talk about how keeping chickens is a way to kind of get back to our common history as, as people and how our separation from food has separated us from who we are. And, you know, the consequence of that is that we, we are now more separated from each other than ever. And like at the root of that is a separation from really the land and the food that we eat. 
So I wrote this article and Larry had read it. It, it, he was he's at this correction facility, but he read he read the article and he wrote to me to to thank me about the article and about how he wished that within the prison system um, people could raise chickens in a way that you know could help change the system. And I just want to read a tiny bit of what he wrote. He just said, "In prison, we are fed highly processed foods that are cooked elsewhere and reheated at the time of use." And it is rubbed off on how the prisoners see food. I would love it if we could raise chickens and were more systematic about the vegetables grown in our gardens to, to feed and connect prisoners to their food sources. And he really goes on. It was just, I cannot tell you how much this letter affected me and how it made me feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I really am reaching some people and I'm not just shouting into the void because that's how it feels a lot <laughs> that I'm just like shouting into the void, but somebody really got it. And, you know, it's actually my dream because I'm somebody that I, I was a social worker for a little while. I did work with incarcerated youth. I, I have done some volunteer work at uh, one of the local prisons so that, that's something really close to my heart. And it's just like my dream to someday have like some kind of program where people could raise chickens. Cause I think that would, that would be wonderful. But anyway, Larry, I just want to thank you. And I just wanted to share you that with you guys that, you know, we're more alike than we think we are. And I hope that we can always focus on that. So with that being said, let's talk about eggs. Because eggs are one thing that we can all be super excited about. And I remember, I really remember the first egg that I got from my first flock. And I felt like I had laid it. <laughs> I'm taking the credit from the chickens. <laughs> that I really felt like, oh my gosh, like... This I it's it's almost like I had forgotten about it. Like I got my chickens, I was having so much fun raising them, and I forgot the reason that I got them was originally that I wanted fresh eggs. And so all of a sudden I'm like getting eggs. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was so excited. And there's just nothing like it. But a lot of people will have the experience where they start to get eggs. And they notice some abnormalities in the eggs. And, you know, maybe they're really small or they're rough or they just don't look right. They don't have a shell and they wonder like, should I be worried? So let's hear this question from a listener. Her name is Mara and Mara said, hello. <laughs> hello, Mara. We are very new to raising chickens and enjoying watching your YouTube videos. That's awesome. We have nine chickens at the moment outside and four baby chicks inside. So I love how the, the chicken math has already has already gotten Mara. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, we're new, but we already have like two little flocks. I'm sure they're integrated right now because she sent this a while back. Uh, our first two chickens are golden comments and have been laying eggs about uh, since about 17 weeks. And I've been getting a, an egg a day from each of them. Our next group are just 14 weeks old and they are a mixed bunch. I think one is a Dominique. And another might be a Delaware, but I'm not really sure. My question is, 
While gathering my usual two brown eggs yesterday, I found a very teeny white egg in another nesting box. I'm worried that someone has started laying far too young. Have you ever heard of a chicken laying that young? Thank you for any advice you can give us. So chickens on average begin laying anywhere from about 16 to 20 weeks. And it depends on the season. Sometimes they will, it will take longer than that because like if you get them, let, let's say at the very end of the summer or the beginning of the fall, they might not start laying until spring starts. So, so it, sometimes it can take longer for them. So always keep that under consideration. Um, in production breeds, uh, which it sounds like you have, Mara, because these are all really good layers. These these breeds are bred to lay. They can start even earlier, but it's not it's not as common. Like fourteen weeks is pretty young, so it's possible that you know, depending on where you bought them, maybe they had the age wrong, and so maybe they're a little bit older. But it's not impossible that you had a chicken that started to lay that young. So if you got them from a hatchery. It is very likely that they're high production breeds and higher production breeds will sometimes start very, you know, surprisingly early. Um, And it just sounds like you have an overachiever on your hands. So when hens come into lay, when pullets just start laying or when they come back into lay, like let's say they've taken a break for their molt or they've taken their winter break, it's not necessarily a cause for alarm if you are finding some eggs that don't look completely normal. Um, You might find some shellless eggs that are also called soft eggs or soft shelled eggs. And it's basically like an egg that's just in like a, you know, it's encased in like a rubber shell, a rubbery shell. So the, the shell did not develop over it. Um, sometimes you can find very small eggs, like it sounds like what you're talking about. And these can be, I mean, I, and I mean really small, like really, really small. And they can be referred to as fairy eggs or by really classy people, though, they will call them fart eggs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what can I say? We keep it classy here in Chickenlandia. Um, and you know, you might find some misshapen eggs or some bumpy, you know, eggs like there's all variations of abnormalities. As long as your chickens are acting normal and they're eating and drinking and they're, you know, pecking and scratching, they're nice and, and spry, like how chickens are supposed to be. I would not worry about it too much. You know, laying eggs is hard work. For chickens and sometimes it takes them a little while to get back and you know it takes their bodies a little while to get back into that groove and you know laying normal eggs on a regular basis but if you notice that you have a chicken that obviously is not feeling well if you are getting egg nor- abnormalities regularly or you have one chicken that's always laying an egg that isn't normal then then you need to start you know, bringing some mindfulness into it and start considering a few things, you know, and that could be different things. Like if you have a chicken laying shellless eggs or bumpy or misshapen eggs or rough eggs or really pale eggs, these are things that you want to keep an eye on. So different abnormalities can have lots of different causes and I'm not going to list them all today. We would be here for a really long time. We're going to keep it simple. 
But one thing you want to consider is the age of the chicken. So if you have a chicken that's older, it is not uncommon to get some some eggs that are maybe misshapen or a little bit pale, a little bit bumpy. I wouldn't worry about that too much unless it's they appear to not be doing well. And I would pay attention to some of the other things that I'm going to list there. So do they have the right nutrition? They need balanced nutrition. I use the the Chickenlandia chicken food pyramid, uh, which if you hadn't haven't heard of it, it's basically like the food pyramid, although it's it's much better because our human food pyramid is not good. <laughs> I think we've realized it's not really that good. But the the Chickenlandia food pyramid, it's got, you know, uh, at the at the bottom, like if you if you imagine a triangle, at the bottom, the largest section will be, you know, their chicken feed that's appropriate for their age and for, you know, their the type of chicken. So if it's laying hen, obviously they need to be getting layer feed. And then on the second tier, I that's where I would put like healthy kitchen scraps, like vegetables, leafy greens, mostly uh, low sugar fruits, fodder and sprouts will go there. Although I don't really limit fodder because you know it's great that's so good for them and so important for them but uh you know you could put it in that category and then the top tier would be healthy treats for them and this would be things like items you can purchase like mealworms grubs scratch yeah or or leftovers like higher protein higher fat leftovers like scrambled eggs whole milk yogurt uh, you could do like leftover corn from your family dinner or shrimp tails or stuff like that. That's, you know, a good whole food, you know, preferably higher in protein. So that's what I would call healthy treats. Um, and so you just want to make sure that's that's a really big one. And it's a lot of people will say, oh, you know, it's just calcium. Make sure they have enough calcium. And yes, you do want to make sure that they have calcium in their diet. Now, people will do this by supplementing them with oyster shell. That's a very, very popular um, calcium supplement for chickens. And you can get that at, you can get it online or you can get it um, at your local farm store. Or there are some people that will take the eggshells, the, the, their flocks eggshells, crush them, and then feed them back to their chickens. Now, if you're doing that, I really would I really think you should be mindful about also making sure that they're getting high calcium foods in their diet. Like uh, a lot of leafy greens have a lot of calcium in them. And then uh, grubs have a lot of calcium in them just to make sure that they are not just depleting those reserves. Cause it's kind of, it's like a, my friend, uh, she, she is um, very smart with this kind of stuff. And she described it as, you know, it's a closed system. So they're not getting any, they're not kind of replenishing their calcium uh, reserve. So you want to add to that. You want to be mindful about adding to that. So you do need calcium, but you also need to pay attention to their other, the other things that they're eating and make sure that they're getting a nice balanced nutrition. And I am someone that does believe that kitchen scraps are very good for chickens. I refuse to believe that they should only have chicken feed because most chicken feed is processed. When something is processed, it is exposed to high heat. And, uh, you know, during that, uh, l- nutrition is lost and then has to be added back in 
when they're processing this feed. So I think having fresh food is important for a chicken's diet. Another thing you want to really be mindful of if you're getting, if you're noticing some egg abnormalities is are your chickens under stress? Heat stress is a really big one that can cause abnormalities in eggs. And then general stress, like do they have enough space? Uh, Do they have enough enrichment? Is there bullying going on in your flock? These are all things that you want to pay attention to because they can affect the reproductive system. And they can also just like really weaken your flock's immune systems in general. So you want to keep an eye on that and make some changes if you need to. And then disease can also cause egg abnormalities. And I think that's a lot of times that's where everybody's mind goes first. They're like, oh my God, my chickens have some kind of disease. I, I wouldn't go there first, but if you are seeing these problems over and over again, you might consider that you have respiratory disease in your flock or perhaps uh, parasites. So just, you know, keep an eye on your chickens. See if they, if they have, if they're having any, if anybody's sneezing, if anybody's got like, you know, some uh, mucus coming out of their nares or their eyes those are the things that you want to keep an eye on. And I do have a video called chickens sneezing. Here's what to do or something like that. (laughs) And in that video, I talk about some immune boosting things that you can do for your flock. Like if you have respiratory disease in your flock, now there, there are some very serious respiratory diseases. So I don't want to tell you that not every, you know, that it's never going to be serious, but a lot of times if you can just support them and support their immune systems, they can get through it. So I will link that um, video in the show notes and in the description so that you can check that out. So Mara, I hope that helped. And I hoped uh, it helped those of you right now. I know a lot of you have some new layers in your flock and getting eggs is a new and exciting thing for you. And, but I don't, you know, I want you to have some, some knowledge if you run into some egg issues and you get worried about it. I want you, you know, knowledge is power, right? (laughs) Okay, guys. So I want to just open the chat right now for questions. Okay. uh, Homestead Jen in Massachusetts, I guess, asked the question, I have a chicken with a continuous over bloated crop. What do I do? So I do have a question like, is the crop emptying? Does it feel swollen? Does it feel hard? So it could possibly be um, an impacted crop, in which case that is that is a, a, a problem. And what you would want to do is bring them inside. Don't feed them anything that, you know, I would keep their diets very light. And in fact, for 24 hours, you might not, you might want to just give them water. And some people will give them a little bit of like olive oil to see and massage the crop to hopefully that moving. This is one issue where I think a lot of times you might, you would consider veterinary care if that's a possibility. I know it's not a possibility for everybody. I would also look up sour crop and also pendulous crop. I think it's called pendulous crop, which is a condition where their crop just kind of sags and it can be it can be uncomfortable for them but many chickens will do fine with it so that's where i would start i would 
uh, you know, just check and see if the crop is emptying. Is she acting normal? It's sometimes it's just like you might have a chicken that just eats a lot. <laughs> and, that, and that does happen. They eat a lot. Their crop gets really big, but then it empties. And then the next day they eat a lot. It gets really big and empty. So I would. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, I would just get, really keep an eye on it and definitely keep an eye on her behavior. If she seems like she's okay, I wouldn't worry about it too much. So she's saying that the crop is squishy. She's given her olive oil and garlic water um, and that they'd have no poultry vets. Yep. It's so tough, you know, and also, you know, who not everybody can afford the poultry vet or even just wants to spend money on the poultry vet. Um, we have lots of poultry vets up here, but I know everybody doesn't is not in the same situation as we are. But yeah, I would keep an eye on it and then look up Pendula's crop and see if it that might be it. But if she is acting normally and she seems happy, I wouldn't worry too much about it. But keep us updated on that. Celia Perry asked, will we get an official tour of Chickenlandia 2.0? <laughs> yes, it's just right now there's not a whole lot to show you. It's like pretty boring out there. I haven't, I, we just haven't had a chance to like put up all the decorations and I want to plant some plants in the, like within the run itself, some plants that I know that my chickens won't destroy, um, which are few and far between, <laughs> but, um, and I just want to make it more lively out there. But right now it's just basically like this big run. It's somehow, uh, it has grass in it. The chickens haven't destroyed all the grass and the coop and my chickens are super happy. But it's just not super excited. So uh, super exciting. So um, as soon as I can like get some more decorations up and and make it more fun, then I will I will uh, give you guys a tour of Chickenlandia 2.0. So Shannon Peterson asks, do you give your chickens fermented feed regularly? Yes, I do. Right now, I do. I ferment their feed daily. What I do is I make batches and and I have I'll have like two batches going at once. And, and some people will do three batches, but I'll have them going at once. So when one is ready, I will take that out to them, feed it to them. They will eat. It's a batch that they will consume in one day. And then I will fill that up and put that at the end of the line. And the next day they have that their next batch that will be ready. So the way that I fashioned it, there's always a batch that's ready. And I ferment them for two days because I actually use hot water. Um, so it ferments a little bit faster. So when I, when I add my water to the feed, it's very hot water. And it, what happens is it ferments a little faster. And I do use a little bit of, um, the leftover fermented feed from the previous batch, and that also helps it to, to ferment faster. But normally, I would use I would do three buckets at a time. Just right now, I just don't have the space for it. <laughs> so, because usually it takes about three days for it to reach that optimal fermented stage, where you would it would smell like a little bit like yogurt, a little bit like sourdough bread. It's kind of like a sweet, sour kind of smell and it's ready to go for them. So right now I am, I have been considering trying out a new food from Scratch and Peck Feeds 
they just came out with a pellet. They're really famous for having a, a mash, a raw mash. And that's what I feed my chickens. But they l- last year came out with a new pellet feed and it is the protein source in it is grubs. So I kind of want to try that because it just seems like it's so healthy for them to get that level of nutrition, you know, like insect protein in their feed. So I do want to try that. I don't know if my chickens will get really super mad at me (laughs) because they love their fermented feed, but I want to try it. So that, that might be happening soon. And when it does, I'm going to, I'll for sure make a video about it. Okay. Uh, I have a question from, I don't know how to pronounce your name. uh, Puyo. Is that how you pronounce it? Findro? Uh, One of my chickens is sleeping in the dust bath all night and causing it to get very dirty. (laughs) These chickens. (laughs) When I remove the dust bath, she goes upstairs on the roost. But when I put the dust bath back, she goes back. Any suggestions? Um, so in that case, I would probably, if it's not too much of a pain, remove it nightly. Make sure that her that there's enough that you have enough space on the roost for all the chickens that you have. I'm not saying this is not what you're doing, but just in case, make sure you have enough space on the roosts. Um, if there's any kind of bullying problem, you want to address that. Just to make sure that she's comfortable going up to the roost and no nobody's like kind of getting getting in her way or kicking her off the roost. But it sounds like she just prefers to sleep in the nesting box. I mean, to sleep in the um, in the dust bath. And I find I don't know what breed she is, but I find that like silkies and frizzles. I really have trouble getting them to get up on the roost, even, you know, sometimes for their whole lifetime. They don't want to. Uh, They really want that soft spot to sleep in. But I would also check and make sure that she doesn't have mites or lice or anything else going on health-wise. And check her feet to make sure that there's not something that's keeping her from going up to the roost. But other than that, if it's possible, I would remove the dust dust bath at night or just before dusk so that she will be encouraged to go up on the roost. And hopefully after a while, she'll get out of that habit and you'll kind of like stop that cycle with her. So I hope, I hope that helps. Oh, Homestead Jen said that you, you fed your chicken kimchi. I mean, that's such good, uh, such good bacteria for them. Okay. I'm going to do one more question. Uh, And the question is from Shannon Peterson. Is it true that chickens molt in winter and they don't molt in their first year? So, uh, you know, it depends on the chicken. There's always one. There seems to be always one silly chicken that decides to molt. Well, they don't really decide, but (laughs) it seems like they decide to make our lives difficult. That will molt in the dead of winter. And it's usually a frizzle, you know, like <laughs> like a chicken that really needs those feathers. And then they molt like all at once. Uh, normally chickens will molt at the, at the, you know, late summer, early fall. That is the normal time for their annual molt. Uh, chickens are basically molting all the time from when they're babies until they reach adulthood, they are growing, you know, they go through juvenile molts, they 
when they're babies, you know, looking like little cotton balls, and then they have to replace those feathers. So they'll go through a lot of little baby molts until they get to their adult age. And then they will, you know, at some point have their adult molt. And sometimes it'll happen in the spring, but usually it will happen in uh, late summer, early fall. You know, but like I said, it depends on the chicken. And sometimes if a chicken is really stressed out or if they're coming out of an illness, they will go into a molt. So if they're, if you have a lot of chickens that are seem to be molting at odd times or they're just, they just keep molting, like they can't, you know, they're not coming back, their feathers aren't coming back fast enough, then I would really look at the level of nutrition that they have and make sure that they're getting everything they need in order to grow new feathers um, and get through that molt. And molting is a great time to do a course of vitamins and you can get like those packets of vitamins, electrolytes, probiotics, and put them in their water for a couple of weeks. It's a great time to do that because they really do have some nutrition loss during that time and you want to support them to that time through that time. And you can give them a little bit of extra protein too. I know a lot of people go really crazy with the protein. So don't give them too much because that can actually hurt their digestive system. But a little bit of extra protein is great for molting chickens. Okay. And I, you know, I will give them like scrambled eggs. Um, I'll give them grubs. Um, I'll give them, you know, some lean uh, protein from our leftover meals, Uh, just healthy, focus on healthy stuff. And you should be able to get them through the molt. And I do have a video where I make a treat for them. That's really good during molting and also really good for them during the winter. Um, It's not something you want to give them every day. It's a suet treat. Um, I call it suet, but it's actually made with coconut oil, which is not technically suet. But I will put a link to that in the description and in the show notes for you so that you can make them a little treat if you think they're having trouble getting through their molt. So guys, I really want to thank you for being here today. I know I didn't answer everybody's question. I'm very sorry. Remember, if you want to submit a question for Bok Talk, you can go to my website, welcometochickenlandia.com. Go to the contact section and choose ask a chicken question and I will get your question and it will be considered for the next and the upcoming Bok Talks. We didn't have any moderators today. I hope that's okay. Usually I thank my moderators. I will say that um, my co-producer is Kelsey Paulus. She is known as the Chickenlandia presidential advisor. I always want to thank her. Thank you to Talking to Crows for editing this episode. And thank you to Double M Ranch Designs for the wonderful podcast art that you created. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to rate and review it because that really helps me. It really helps me, especially if you're listening on like iTunes, the the iTunes app. And also guys, I want you to remember above everything else that you are always, always welcome in Chickenlandia. Bye! Dahlia Monterosso, also known as the president of Chickenlandia, is a backyard chicken educator in Northwest Washington. To submit your question to Bok Talk, visit welcometochickenlandia.com. We'll see you next time! Bok